Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We are on day 9 of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts and as you can tell by the fleece it's getting a bit chilly in row along towers. Now what we're going to do for our 30 minutes today is we're going to do 4.5 minutes at 22 strokes per minute and round about 2k plus 16 pace and then we're going to do 30 seconds fast okay i'm not really going to give you any any real guideline in terms of stroke rate or pace but it's kind of you're you're just really taking it right up like kind of sprintish but remember you're rowing for half an hour um in total so if you go absolute full eye bulging sprinting then it might be a bit, it might be a bit much and then we're just going to repeat this six times over okay so you get these little 30 second sprints six times so i really want you to get up there i want you to get like faster than 2k pace it's like a really kind of good on uh, good old um pace to it but i don't want you to completely blow yourself out because i want you to be able to settle back down into that 2k plus 16 pace at 22 strokes per minute to use that to recover to then go for that 30 seconds again and because we're doing it this way this puts it into the mid zone of my intensity pyramid okay because it's not one of these bottom tier workouts which is just about low heart rate long and slow and it's certainly not an absolute max effort the whole way through which is kind of really taken out of you it's in between okay so you get the 22 strokes a minute which is kind of yeah slow-ish and then these little sprints which is fast-ish like up there and then together it hits you at that mid-tier okay if you uh i mean check out the on the youtube channel there's a big strap image that has my intensity pyramid on it and that should hopefully at least make you go oh right i know what you're talking about so let's get into our four minute warm-up as we always do so head to the front of your machine or wherever your control is and set your drag factor or resistance that you have on your machine now as far as drag factors concerned i have a video up here on the youtube channel which says kind of what it is maybe a few ideas where you might want to set it um but regardless you want to set it to a point where you get a good weight from the machine but you don't have to heave against it okay if you really have to yank pull against it then it's set too heavy and that's the same for resistance on non-concept two rowers as well okay next up go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you're not having to look up and you don't have to look down and finally if you can adjust the foot stretchers the foot height on your rowing machine then set it to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably okay if you can't quite get there chances are your feet are set too high and if you go flying straight past it then chances are your feet are set too low a good guide is that the strap goes across the balls of your feet or the bottom horizontal lace of your shoe and then you can adjust from there okay right let's get into this four minute warm-up i'm going to do it 18 strokes a minute and it's just going to be enough of a push from your feet that you're putting some power into the machine so that you can concentrate on the connection timing between that foot press and your hands picking up the flywheel okay i'll explain more as we get into this so let's get ready to go in three two one and we're off so what i mean is that the power that goes into the machine comes from your leg drive from your feet but it has to get into the machine somehow and that's by going up through your body in your through your arms into your hands and then your hands connect to the handle 
the handle connects to the flywheel and then that's what moves okay so you have to get the push of your feet and that connection of the handle as close to the same time as you possibly can if you push with your feet first your backside goes scooting out from underneath you and you don't get as much power into the machine if you pull first you just can't get that snap of the power in from your legs okay there's other issues with that but we're just talking about the connection right now so try and get them to connect at the same time and then for the next 45 seconds or so increase your pace up to run about 2k plus 20 now if you don't know what I mean by all this 2k plus stuff it's based on rowing a 2km time trial and then you divide your resulting time by 4 that gives you the average time to cover 500 meters in your 2k time trial and that is your 2k training pace so when I say 2k plus 20 you just add 20 seconds to your 2k training pace okay two more strokes one more put a foot in the ground carry on rowing now this is a little bit about balance which is probably more important in a boat than it is on a rowing machine to be fair <laughs> but also about just helping you stretch yourself off because you've only got one leg strapped in it's easier to get into the right body positions front and back swap feet and what I mean is that you lean forwards into run about a one o'clock lean okay so you tilt forwards over your hips to one o'clock and then at the back you tilt to run about 11 o'clock okay so it's easier to do that with only one leg in because you're not all compressed up one more stroke here both feet into the straps and practice that rock back and forwards from one o'clock to eleven so you rock then pull in your arms then push out your arms then tilt forwards again and really do think about hinging tilting over your hips rather than crumpling forwards okay Just take up the like pick up the flywheel with your back first then pull in okay let's roll to the front of the machine with a forward lean straight arms and just press out from the front not too powerfully I just want you to think about that connection between your feet and your hands starting the drive while you've got this forward tilt going on okay so that's really important in the stroke one more there we go right so today's row is starts off at 22 strokes a minute 2k plus 16 which isn't that intense but if you feel you need to warm up a little bit more then have a quick drink and just while i quickly recap what it is we're doing today um do some light rowing and that will kind of keep your heart rate up ready to start and then um 
Yeah, and then once I've done, once I've finished explaining what the session is, stop. Well, that should give you around about 20 to 30 seconds before we actually start into the main session, okay? I can have a quick drink now. Hot oh, buzzed. Somebody buzzed me. Oh, yeah. It's my watch saying, are you rowing? I'm like, how do you know? Right. Okay. I can take my fleece off. Right, so, um, sorry, I got, <laughs> you suddenly just became, just, oh, this is life, not rowing. So today's session then, it's 22 strokes per minute for four and a half minutes at 2k plus 16 pace and then 30 seconds fast okay at probably round about 2k pace don't worry if you're a few seconds off it's just about going a little bit slow a little bit fast okay and this is we're going to do that six times and six times five minutes equals our half hour row for today okay so that's how we're doing day nine of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts and this is a mid-tier. Yesterday's was a bottom-tier recovery. Today's is a mid-tier, slightly higher intensity. And obviously then that means that day 10 is going to be back to some kind of a bottom-tier workout, okay? So we're just taking it up a little bit, and then we're going to go back down. And so it's just, yeah, this is what we're doing with intensity for this whole thing. All right, if you've been doing some light rowing, then stop now just to have a quick drink and kind of get yourself uh, sorted. Um, but yeah, so it's just a straight half hour. That's how we're kind of breaking things up. I'll keep you right um, with when to start and stop. Hopefully I won't be telling you any little stories today and completely forget to do the sprint. But if I do, then my apologies. That was quite embarrassing in yesterday's one, wasn't it? Anyway. Right. So... Four and a half minutes and 22 strokes a minute. 22 strokes a minute is a little bit awkward, but hopefully together we'll, we'll get in time after a few strokes. So just follow me on the video or listen to me on the podcast and you should hear the whoosh of my flywheel on the podcast to follow along to that. All right. Okay, then let's get into this in three, two, one. Let's go. So... 2k plus 16 pace at this rate like I say it's higher than what a, um, a bottom tier row would be I tend to once I get past the 20 strokes a minute 2k plus 18 you do start to kind of get towards the upper end of a bottom tier if nothing else it's just that little bit more of a push that you need from your legs in order to get the pace up to 2k plus 16 and the stroke rate does feel that little bit faster I usually say that 24 strokes a minute is when things start to feel a lot more fluid and that you're not needing to slow down any phase of the stroke but actually 22 feels as though you have to keep everything flowing nice and smooth and a little bit faster don't worry on these things for the way if you are like 23 for a while or 21 for a while don't stress too much about it it can be really easy to chase numbers all the time 
and let them be the kind of what you base your motivation and success on like the precision of it but as long as you're not like three or four seconds off or three or four strokes per minute off constantly then don't worry about it unless you're trying to do this thing they call it OCD rowing which is about getting a perfect screen of intervals that have exactly the same stroke rate and pace and distance that can drive some people mad if you row a 30 minute row set to 5 minute splits and try and make them all identical you can go years without it happening <laughs> right so we've got just over a minute to go until our first sprint but I do want you to get the stroke rate up there and your pace it's important that you see a kind of spike in pace rate and probably heart rate too if you come back and analyse this row because as much as I'm saying don't be a slave to the numbers the numbers are still really useful to look at after a row to see how you got on right so we're going in three two one here we go really take things up so I'm kind of running about my 2k stroke rate and just slower than pace three two one ease it back down now if you did the Halloween row along with me when I was dressed as Wolverine you'll have also already done very similar to today's row can't remember what the was it 27 seconds or something the sprint I had on that one can't remember why or was it 21 because it was 31 
minutes and 10 seconds in total and then to make the full 31 10 21 date I then had 21 seconds of sprinting right, hopefully you are back on rate and pace ideally you want to get back to your rate and pace as quickly as possible after these sprint sections but it's easy to get distracted <laughs> which I just did or just as we go through this row and the edge gets knocked off you it can just take 30 seconds or so to lock you back into the right rate and pace and don't worry I've not forgotten about technique I just wanted to make sure we get through two of these chunks of 22s and sprints so that we've all experienced what we're meant to be doing and then I'll start talking technique hopefully your energy levels are okay today this is day nine his day nine isn't it yeah for me for doing these in a row which isn't too bad but I think I'll often do like an hour's worth of rowing in a day so because it's only half hour sessions as we approach a third of the way through this I'm not feeling worn out yet <laughs> the good news is I don't have a bike race tonight which I think was my undoing on session two or certainly for session three okay so in 20 seconds time we'll get a bit sprinty again right so in two one let's go sprinting get that stroke rate up push harder more force from your legs more force from your legs plus a higher stroke rate should result 
and a lot more speed. One more. Back down. Whew. And try and get back in to that 2K plus 16 pace again. Now, if possible, try not to do anything weird with your technique as you go through this transition out of the sprints and into the slower section again. You want to stay powerful. You don't want to kind of flop in through the stroke because you just put in that extra exertion. Just remember, nearly everything you're doing power-wise, the attenuation comes from how hard you push with your legs. A harder push means a faster drive speed and more power into the machine. And if you match that faster drive speed with a comparatively faster return as well, that's how your stroke rate goes up. And so coming back out of the sprint sections, if you just push slightly softer with your legs, that will create a slower drive speed. And if you slow the recovery too, then hopefully that is how you get your stroke rate down to 22 strokes a minute and the pace down to 2K plus 16. Now, hopefully, you've clocked on to the fact that I'm saying it's all about legs. It's not about pulling harder or softer. If you have good technique, what you should find is that it's just about uh, the force that goes through your arms as you push harder or softer. That tension against the handle is 
higher when you push hard with the legs at higher rates when you're trying to go fast it should feel easier as you drop down the stroke rates to slow down okay 10 seconds to go two more one more let's go sprinting see how the drive speed increases so it's faster than it was before and my recovery is faster than it was before okay three two one back down to 22 slower rate softer push with your legs and when it comes to that drive speed and recovery relation if you really at these lower rates want to think about your drive speed being twice as fast as your recovery or your recovery is twice as slow as the leg drive so it goes one two three one two three although <laughs> doing that I instinctively slowed down to 20 strokes a minute I'm like Pavlov's dog just yeah, anyway all I'm saying is that your drive phase should be twice as fast as recovery and that should make sense if you want to spend twice as long recovering as you do putting an exertion and then you just have to make sure that your recovery uses as few muscles as possible to allow it to be a recovery after all we're not just recovering to the front of the next stroke we are trying to let our bodies recover after the drive phase so it's like effort recover effort recover and that's why I talk about the importance of rhythm and technique when rowing because that helps you 
through the different phases of the stroke to have that flow that lets you recover. And one of the most important things about it is that as you drive, you get your legs down, okay? Down at the back of the stroke. You don't tug your feet against the foot straps to stop yourself. So legs drive and they're down. Even think about pointing your toes to the front of the machine as a way to stop you flicking against the foot straps. And then when you get your hands away from you, that starts your recovery, puts your back into that forward tilt and then all you have to do is bend your knees and you'll slide effortlessly towards the front of the machine. Alright, you ready for this next one? In, two, one, let's go sprinting. That's today's hashtag, right there. Let's go sprinting. Get the rate up, handle comes into your chest, and then straight back out in the same rhythm. In, out, in, out, in, out. Two more, one more. There we go. We are under 10 minutes to go. That's good news, isn't it? Just got two more of these chunks, if you want to call it that, to go. And it should, as we hit this point, it should have hit that mid-intensity for you. And properly reveal itself that this is the intensity you're working at. It's not easy, like a bottom to your row. Well, to be fair, they're not easy. They're just the bottom intensity when rowing. Easy is sitting on your couch, watching reruns of Quantum Leap as a reason that I bring up Quantum Leap today because just as I was about to come out there's a news announcement that sadly Dean Stockwell has passed away he played Al in case you're like who? One if he enjoyed his time over the past 
30 years or so with people tapping their phones in front of them and asking if it was Ziggy <clears throat> anyway what was I yeah so easy is sitting on the couch bottom tier rowing is when you are putting in effort and the heart rate starts to climb but then mid like today is when you have to put in that extra little bit of oomph to hold rate and pace you know you can complete but it's just you have to push a little bit in order to complete and then top maximum tier rowing is proper eye bulging exhaustion level which these 30 second sprints if you were to hold them at that sprint pace for much longer than say three minutes they would then become top tier sessions so remember your power and pace for the sprint that's coming up in 40 seconds comes from that push from the legs keep that forward lean of your back and straight arms as you push the machine away from you that helps to get the power into the machine okay you ready just a few more strokes two more one more let's go sprinting get the rate up handle away from you helps get the stroke rate up and then you push with the legs in that forward lean straight arms almost done three two one back to 22s for the last time try and really focus on getting into that pace as quickly as possible you're not meant to slow down so much that you end up taking a rest this is about keeping the intensity up there in order to keep this at that mid-tier intensity now if you find or found 
fatigue has started to set in then it's time to just do a sit rep on your technique so you slide forwards to your shins are vertical knees are as wide as your armpits okay it's the best way to describe it not together not outside your elbows but they would be in your armpits if they were low enough but if you have a good posture up in your sit bones powerful braced core and lumbar area and that keeps your armpits away from your knees you are tilting in to a one o'clock lean hinged over your hips with arms straight chin neutral as you look straight ahead at the monitor you're not looking up you're not looking down and then you push your feet into the machine to push it away from you holding those arms straight and your forward lean if you sense that you are grabbing with your arms then as you come forwards a slight outwards rotation of your elbows may be enough to keep them straight as you drive with the legs and then keep that leg drive going in the forward lean arm straight and once your legs are about halfway that's when you finally swing over your back from that forward lean to the backward lean and then pull in the handle to come to a finish so you're not pulling until the end so it's straight pull straight pull straight pull and then let your arms bounce away from you so they get nice and straight your back rocks forwards and you bend your knees to return okay two strokes one more last sprint come on can you see the best numbers so far I already have can you go faster more of a push really explode out the front push almost there 
three, two, last one. And we're done. Thank you very much. Stephanie. Oh. oh. Why? Got down to 137 at the end there, which is 2K minus eight for me right now. So quite pleased with that. Although most of the sprints were around about 148, which is 2K plus three. So it may well be that I was kind of playing them a little bit safely in order to be okay for the whole roll and the finish, but kept it nice and mid-tier. Right, cool down in 15 seconds. Make sure you've had a drink. Get yourself strapped in. Wiggle your backside. <laughs> and we're going in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. The wiggle your backside wasn't just me being funny. Just reseating your seat on the seat can help alleviate where your sit bones may have been squashing your glutes for the past half hour. Anyway, pick a pace that you feel will let you cool down. I'm at 2k plus 30 right now. It's kind of where I do most of my cool downs. Unless I've just done a real monster sprint session. In which case I'll start a little bit faster and then slow down. The point being you want to kind of curve into a not stop but into a cooled state where your your heart rate's starting to come down even when you're rowing. Your muscles are enjoying the fact that they're just having a light pumping action, flushing the carbon dioxide and acids that are in there out of them, out of your body. And with any luck, you're feeling properly energized after today's row. I know I am. My bowl of power has been used. Maybe about 60% of it. it was certainly more than a bottom tier row. Would have drained my big bowl of blue power. Right, two more strokes for me. One more. You don't have to stop cooling down just because I have. You can continue to row. Or, as I say goodbye, you can stretch. I recommend stretching your hamstrings, your quads, maybe your hip flexors, shoulders, and then if you're a grabbing handle person, and your biceps and your forearms as well, okay? Uh, there's other muscles to stretch, and I will make a video at one point about all this. But yeah, have a little stretch while I just say goodbye. Um, but yeah, so this one, I feel it's run about 60% of my, I talk about having a bowl of power that's, this is like inside you, this is the power that you have available for that day's row, okay? If you didn't catch me talking about it in day eight's row, then you might be like, what's he on about? But yeah, that's the, the way I think about power. And like the low heart rate, low intensity stuff only really uses about half of your bowl. But then slightly more intense workout like today is probably like 60, 70% of your bowl of power has gone. 
But then that's why we then go into a bottom tier the next day because that allows, because overnight, obviously, your bowl is going to start to fill back up. But after a mid-tier, it might only get to run about 90% full instead of 100%. So you follow up the next day with a bottom tier, which then only uses a little bit. And then by the time it's overnight again, it then has the chance to top all the way back up to the top again. And then you hit a top tier, which then completely drains your bowl. And <laughs> So that's how I think about it. And my wee head... That's the way I think about it. One of these days, I might even draw something out for you. Although I kind of figure, <laughs> figure, you know, I could do like a science, not a science experiment, but I could get a lab coat on and a pair of glasses and say, hey, this is my bird of power. Oh. Um, but I'm sure you don't need that. But hey, it could be a bit fun. I could do it with the kids. But yeah, so that's what today was. A little bit more intense, a little bit more power. But the good thing is, is that every time you do this, your bowl gets a little bit bigger and a little bit more efficient at how it uses that power. Okay, so you, you're constantly... It's like, um, well, I talk about it being like a, a, a pewter bowl, okay? But it's probably more like a clay bowl, okay? It's like that, that scene in Ghost. It's Demi Moore and, and, oh, it's been a story of dead people today, Patrick Swayze. Um, yeah, and they're kind of, they're molding their clay bowl and making it bigger and smoother and taller and whatever. That's why you practice, this is why we train, is to give yourself a better looking bowl that can fit more power into it. And it can get the, the, fl the power out more efficiently. So that when it comes to the big show, you've got that huge bowl of power and everything can just, over the seven minutes or so for your 2K, say, it can just go whoosh and give you all that power in one dump state. And then you can go, hey, I did well. So there we go. There's a little, yeah. I don't need to make the video now, do I? Um, anyway, right, so there we go. That was today's, that was day nine of the 30 days of 30 minutes. Um, like I've said a few times, don't feel you need to do all 30 um, day after day after day after day the way I'm doing it. I'm just doing it that way so I can make sure you do the 30 days of 30. Uh, there is no prize <laughs> at the end of this. There's no, apart from like, yay, bragging rights. If you, if you want, I'll send you a little certificate. If you can prove you did all 30, I'll send you a lovely little roll-along certificate. So just get in touch. Um, if you want to get in touch privately, then it's just info at rowalong.com or you can reply to on like the community page or all that kind of stuff you can post stuff up there and let me know how you got on and i can send you a certificate if you wish at the end of all these 30 days why not let's just do that hey if you get in touch i will make a certificate for you to say 30 days of 30 minutes done you don't have to do it 30 days in a row you can just do it even if it's the end of december and you've done all 30 as long as you can show me you rode all 30 sessions then i will give you uh what my late mum god is it the story of dead people isn't it crikey would have called a sticky foot not a certificate but a sticky foot <laughs> i think it was a terry i got terry wogan now as well good grief i'm just calling up it's like a seance in here um yeah he would have talked to, talked about um helioco peters instead of helicopters and sticky foots and whatever you can see the smile on my face it's like my childhood coming back anyway let's let's shall we say goodbye let's we've already done the hashtag for today again if you're new to this to what i do then i tend for more info and to check out the youtube videos go to rowalong.com <laughs>